0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 228 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. It's a four-eyed fiesta. Oh, my God, We're yeah. all wearing glasses. We guys looking like good. Too many glasses. You I have new look. glasses there. I do
1: have new glasses. That's fantastic. I don't think That's I've fun. ever seen you in your glasses. I don't, wear,
0: I don't wear glasses. These are the same glasses I've had for over 10 years. You can tell by the stylish Oakley symbol on the side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At one point, these were cool. And uh, here we are now. You
2: know, so because like, like when I l- space dad, you'll move every so often, and like you can look inside the lenses and see there's like weird def- deformations in them. Yeah, it's uh the like coatings bad. My coding's essential bad. oils have destroyed. Jeez. Oh the yeah, the coatings
1: coming off. That's what happens when you don't
3: clean them often. Yeah. Why don't you
1: just get I new glasses, Tim?
2: No, oh I need no! Uh, about four months ago, he looked at a Warby Parker box, and then nothing ever came of it. That
1: no, sounds right. I did.
2: I didn't like them, so I sent them back. They sent me another round. Didn't like those, sent them back. We're working on round three. And he's at the optometrist right now. You no, can he's go not. there. Damn, I know he's, he's, at, the at, the he's at the dentist. I was hoping I could get you, dude. But I'm he's going to my dentist, to and up. my dentist is right by my optometrist, so it's kind so, of the same wow, thing.
0: Wow, wow, it is kind of the same thing. I like how he asked
2: you, like, "Great,
0: do you think they know you by name?" And you are like, "No, they no. don't." The, at the dentist, Great, like, yeah.
2: I go in there every one, uh, usually once every six months. Let alone the fact now I haven't been in there in like eighteen months. Because guess what, huh? Oh, sorry. Were you asked me why I haven't been back. Great question, Kevin. I'll tell you why. Dentists. I understand back in the day, right? I'm I'm Orville Redenbacher. I'm Abraham Lincoln. I need fucking dental stuff. I get it. There's fluoride in the water now. The way brushing technology with the quip.com slash kind of funny things have come all this way. You know, it's fine. Dentists are now there for emergencies only. All right.
0: And the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee herself. What's good, Joining Tim? us on the kind of funny games, guys. God, it feels good. Yeah. God, it feels good. Friends out doing something. He's guardian a guardian con. con. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's in an upgraded suite. He had to put up a photo of it. Shut up. Shut Shut
1: up, well, at least he's not here to interrupt us all, show. Bam. Damn. Damn.
2: Bam. Damn. <laughs> <That's something
1: laughs> we need to
2: put Real him and shit. Nick on a one-on-one podcast so none of them can finish a <laughs> <the> thought. <laughs>
1: You meet oh
2: yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> damn oh I love it I, love I
1: laughed it. a little too hard at that joke but we love Nick and Fran most of yeah Nick. yeah
0: yeah but you know facts are facts there um, <laughs> Patreon supporters at the silver membership or above get to watch this show live as we record it you get the show three days early and the full exclusive pre and post show so you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to do that just like our Patreon producers this month did Tom Bach and James Hastings Tom thank back, you guys back. Tom Bach is back Tom back back Tom back is Bach is, balk, is he going RTX? Do we have confirmation or do So he bought a
3: ticket, but he's not going. That sounds, like, about it. A, it sounds yeah. like a Tom yeah, yeah. Classic yeah.
0: Tommy B. Support,
1: support the uh, the crew, but if he can't make it, he can't make it. He's mm-hmm. a busy man.
0: He's a busy man. Or you can just watch on Mondays <laughs> at <laughs> YouTube.com kind of funny games or on RoosterTeeth.com or on podcast services around the globe. Just search for kind of funny games cast. Um, this episode is brought to you by Bespoke Post and Hymns, but we'll get to that later. Let's just start it off.
2: What you got there, Greg? This package <laughs> was delivered to the office under my name. Mm-hmm. Kitchen Return address Safe. Mystery lady, it says.
1: <gasps> oh, you know what they use these for, Greg, uh-huh. before you read that? Uh-huh. They use these that, so in your kitchen, if you are on a diet and you're like, oh, there's sweets there that I can't have <laughs> until X amount of time of day, you can put huh. like the candies or... Um, the sugary <laughs> foods or whatever inside, like the cookies, and then it's set to unlock at a specific time.
2: Interesting, yeah, because it's got a countdown clock on it. What? what this the, is some saw level the shit. The paper that came with it says: Monsters will ravage, Do demons will prowl, bullets will ricochet, blue armor will gleam, streets will rumble, warriors will embrace darkness. One will rise. Oh seven period oh four period twenty nineteen. 9 15 AM Pacific time rise to the top on Twitch. And this says automatically opens on July fourth at 9 15 AM Pacific Time.
3: I got that
2: fucker oh wait, look at I can just lady? turn
1: the I can just turn the timer down.
2: Turn it turn it to now. Well no, you're turning it up. That's going you added a day. There wait, you go. Really?
1: Can we just Let's cheat see.
2: it? Well I saw Tom Marks that I put up a tweet about it and Tom Marks sent back the smashed one that He smashed the shit out of his. So, Kevin, you might need to smash this at some Was point. Was
3: there something good in there?
1: Oh, uh, no! I oh yeah. Okay, so we turned it down to zero days now, 18 <laughs> hours. Oh, it won't go any lower. Oh. So you can turn the timer up, but you can't turn it down. But there's, wow. I mean, yeah, like I saw somebody just smash it. Give me a flathead
2: screwdriver. I'll get in there. What could it be?
1: Here's the thing. I, I I saw you post this, and I told Joey, I go, all you guys have to do is hold it over the side, send people down to the That's side. That's what I thought about, too. And then just, just toss drop it. Off the it. Side.
2: Drop so it off the side like of the building. What if there's a hamster in it? What if there's a what in it? Hamster, damn. That, that would dead. be very. God.
1: <laughs> I hope there's not a live creature in hey, there. You never know. Oh, oh, oh! I'm feeling good about this, Greg. Oh yeah. Oh
0: wow. We All got right, go plastic. Do whatever you want. Go do we got whatever plastic, you want. Get in there, Kevin.
1: This is good. Keep it away from my fluids. Oh yeah, it's Don't broken. Cut your hand. It's I can smashed. see the inside. Here we go. I can see the inside. Here we go. Wait. Let's read this. Let's read this again. Okay, and we're gonna unbox this now. It says, "Monsters will ravage, demons will prowl
2: It sounds like it's gonna be some throwback.
1: Oh, bullets will ricochet. Oh. Oh, pins. There's pins. This seems like
0: some shit we need Jared Petty for.
2: Well, I guess shoot too. Like, now they didn't say we're. One will
1: rise. I should have known the rise up was. uh,
2: Well, real quick, before we say anything, like, is that an official embargo? <laughs> um, you can't imagine it. I is, mean, right? They it can't me a plastic an, thing. Can't This an is another one of those
0: situations. We didn't sign any NDA. I didn't <laughs> sign no. that. We don't know who the fuck these people are. Capcom. So
1: I guess before we tell you what's in here, um, this is a spoiler warning that for literally only for the people who are watching it for patrons who are watching live because this episode won't go live until Friday. Um, it's a T-shirt with some Street Fighter characters on it. Wait a it.
0: minute. What the fuck? Is this just a
2: Capcom versus Capcom game? Te- Capcom Cross Gung Ho. It what says I don't know what any of this is. Gung Ho. No, remember this is a publisher. Thing. Yeah, the, remember the Gung Ho logo? It looked. We all were like, "Oh, that looks like a vibrator." Like that. That's. Yeah, I remember But what vibrator. is it then? Is I this know, Capcom cross a vibrator?
1: All right. Let but me I do mean, some this, digging here.
2: This looks
0: like it could be a Capcom cross Capcom game, which would be amazing.
1: Also, why would they do this with these safes, knowing that everyone was just going to break them?
2: I don't know. Man. I mean, we
3: didn't have to. We could have
1: waited. Let's just see. I
2: don't know, man. I don't. You know who they? I don't. Uh, here's what I'll tell you right now. If it turned out this was embargoed, oops. I mean, because this is a bad embargo. This doesn't count as an embargo it's not when you send me embargo. a plastic thing. You know, I'm gonna smash. GungHo. Smashy smashy. It's, it's gunko Media, right? What do they They've have? They've made puzzles and dragons. Mm-hmm. That explains the dragons, maybe. No, that's actually like Nirgante from Monster Hunter. I don't know, man. Rise to the top on the fourth. Go to teppenthegame.com. T-E-P-P-E-N thegame.com. It's well, we're about to find out. No, 403. 403s. Four, four Request well, four blocked. Everybody rise to the top on July 4th. Everyone rise to the top. What a I mean, brilliant idea, too. Let's throw an event on a national holiday. Come on, guys.
1: Let's see what Teppen means. Just the word on um, The first thing on, on Google, Teppen Ramen.
2: Oh, that sounds good. I need that. I'm in. I love um, me ramen.
0: That's a, it's a horrible name if this is something actually cool. It's a fine name if it ends up being some puzzle fighter like knockoff thing. You know, yeah. There
1: because is because we get some Monster
0: Hunter, we got some Street Fighter, we got Mega Man X, we got Dark Stalkers, or Dark Siders. We got uh, Devil May Cry, we got Resident Evil.
1: Wait, Dark Siders,
0: Dark Stalkers. Oh, Dark Stalkers. Sorry, I, I, I fucked up myself.
2: That's all
1: right.
0: You wronged
2: me. Teppin at gunghoonline.com. Hmm. Hmm. Play Tepin is the Twitter and the Twitch. Play Tep. Let's go to Twitter. So the game is Tepin from Capcom Play Cross Ho. and they're presenting Tepin. We're gonna rise yeah, to the man, top on July Fourth.
0: T- no tweets yet,
2: mm. huh? What do you think it is? Stupid. I mean, I know.
1: Let's be honest; it's probably not gonna be as good as this uh, promotion is making it out to be.
2: Totally out of yeah, gung ho. I just don't know. Well, I mean, it's a gung ho game, all right. Let We broke the shit out of
3: that box, though, all right? You you
2: destroyed the box. Great job. Yeah, a team effort. Monsters will ravage, so that's Monster Hunter.
0: Demons mm. will prowl, so that's. Da- double make cry probably. Maybe yeah. Bullets will ricochet. That could be. It could be Resident Evil with uh Wesker. Warriors will. Inv- I don't get it. Streets will rumble. Street Fighter. Blue
3: Street Fighter. armor will
0: gleam. That's, that's, Mega, that's Man. Mega Man. Yes, yes. One will rise. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. I'd be interested if it was a Capcom fighting game because that'd be really cool. Because they they messed up with all the Marvel stuff and I feel like a lot of that had to do with the licensing of the movies and Marvel games not being up to snuff yet. Yeah. So, hmm.
1: Interesting, Teppen.
0: It is, but again, horrible goddamn name. Um, let's talk about Mario Maker 2, baby. Ooh! Super Mario Maker 2. barrett thank you for joining us for this right now, just cuz you, you you've been building a little bit, you've been making in Mario yeah. Maker. You yeah, want to talk just a little bacon. bit about
3: that? Uh, yeah. The last couple one when I picked it up, I was playing like the hundred like the story mode stuff, and then I tried the uh, never stopping like course where you get like random courses from people, and then I got in the the itch the other day to start making a level, uh, really because I've been enjoying uh, hearing uh, Andy uh, suffer sure. in the other room. So I'm trying to design a level to really fuck with him, mm-hmm. um, and it's been uh, a weird like learning how to like the mindset of like how to design a level of like do you just do like the the world itself first and then think about enemy placement and all that stuff so I've been really getting into it and I like it a lot
0: how are you liking the controls and stuff for the making itself
3: it's interesting this time around because I did some building when it was out for Wii U and since there's no like pen this time around yeah, there's it no stylus yeah right? there's so it's just like with your finger and it is weird for like I'd say, like, a couple hours, but you eventually get used to it. But, yeah, I did have that in my mind where I was like, I, I want the fucking stylus. So um, besides that, it's uh, it's been really fun. There's some, like, little things that have changed that I've noticed because I remember last time you could, like, shake uh, characters to, like, change them up in, like, some, some ways. And there are some non-super intuitive, like, things that you have to, like, look into to, like, oh, this is how I want this enemy to drop and stuff like that. So there's like little things like that I wish could be a little uh, more um, straightforward. But besides that, I, I'm enjoying it.
0: What uh, style are you making your levels? Oh, uh, like?
3: Super Mario World, no fucking doubt. Hell, Hell yeah. To, yeah, the, the best, way to go? The, the best style. Um, and I'm doing uh, like a Bowser's uh, Castle type of style levels. Oh, so okay. There you go.
2: Have you guys been playing at all? Nope. Moonlighter baby, sorry. Moon, I see. I see baby. on the dashboard there Mario Maker. I can't touch you. Yeah, just like MC Hammer. Exactly. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna dive into it eventually. Yeah, but
0: Andy's been playing a lot, and I've been like popping in on his streams. That stuff looks hilarious. dude. His his
2: clips are hilarious. Yeah, I love. I but love it also for me fan. just drives home like uh, you know. Uh, since I was a smart person, I didn't play this Wii U stuff. You know, I don't. I'm not gonna touch it. I'm not gonna plug that crap in. I'm not gonna deal with it. So I didn't play much in Mario Maker. Uh, number one,
1: our audio listeners can't hear or see. Oh, they felt you. They, Tim and they I, can I hear the eyeballs. rolling. Our they can hear it. <laughs>
2: So my main Mario Maker exposure, obviously, was watching uh, Patrick Klepek be bested over and over again by Dan Reikert's levels. Mm -hmm. And so now that this one's here and so many people are playing it, because, again, Nintendo returned to form, actually made a good system. People are excited to use it and play it. Uh, I'm seeing these clips, and it's just, man, like I'm excited to play the Nintendo levels. I'm not excited to ever download anybody's levels and get the shit kicked out of me. For people, just making them as intense and as painful as possible.
0: Oh, I love it. See, I feel like you just got to find the right ones because I feel yeah. like a lot of the guys that you're talking about, they're designing it where it's not just like getting the shit kicked out. Of you. It's not some like Kaizu shit where it's like just everywhere you go is death. It's yeah. like there is a a rhythm to it of learning the level and learn, learning what to do, what to avoid. Then there's the good ones have the rules built into it where yeah. you understand like the advanced techniques, and that's what I love about the story mode so much is that it teaches you. Uh, it, it makes you start thinking about Mario in a different way, and you're seeing a lot of these advanced creators kind of taking those elements and ideas and being like, how far can we push just a 2D platformer? And uh, I'm loving seeing, like, Riker's levels are insane. Yeah. Uh, Andre Seegers from Game and he made it a level that was uh, Super Meat Boy inspired. I can't wait to play that. It yeah. looks horribly grueling, but like... In the best way, using I the rules. No, I have no rules, desire to play any. But of using that. the rules of Meat Boy, where it's like it's sure, not just cheap. It's, it's it. like it's a well-designed level that is challenging. Okay. Love that shit. Do
1: they make creators pass their own level before they'll publish it? Yeah, yeah. that's the whole thing. Okay,
2: you have to, if you have to, as the creator, you have to be able to beat it once to get, put it up.
0: Yeah, which is super cool. I, I not, I'm not a maker type so I'm just going to avoid that can't wait to download a bunch of levels before my fight tomorrow for RTX nice. excited to, to play some of these ones that I've seen Andy been doing um, I made a lot more progress on the story mode last time I guess it was two weeks ago on Gamescast I yeah was it was a preview it. of it right yeah mm-hmm. and I at that point was like I know, 50% done I want to say um, out of the 100 levels there are three left for me and I, I haven't played in the last like Five days or so, but uh, I'm just completely and utterly stumped on them. They're they're all like puzzles that I'm just like,
2: yeah. How's that possible? As someone who hasn't picked it up, like, how do you get stumped in a Mario level?
0: So there's a lot of uh, modes where, or or a lot of levels that are totally designed around like getting keys or like causing different things to happen. So one level that I'm stuck on right now is, and I talked about this a little on Games Daily at some point, but um, it's Mario One style, and uh, you start the level. It's essentially room based. It's very Zelda. So, gotcha. your your first screen, um, there's a a set of blocks above you that are like kind of separate you from what's going on above there. So you can't actually get up there. You just need to interact with it with bouncing and hitting things to like bounce them onto other stuff. Yeah. And there's a, a Koopa shell or a Koopa comes out, and if you jump and hit it, the shell will come off. You got to make it hit a spring that'll bounce it and like set it to go. And you need to make it hit a switch. That switch gives you a key. Then the, you get through the the next door, and it's the same idea, but it's a much more complicated setup, and there's a bunch of on and off switches. So if you jump, and it's the little blue on or the red off, and doing that causes different blue or red blocks gotcha. to pop up in places. Okay. So the turtle will start walking, and then you turn the um, the blue on and walk through that door, turn the red on, and then it becomes kind of rhythm of just like on, on, off, on, on, like making sure that as he's walking, like the right things are Going underneath him for him to. to there was walk
1: levels off. like this in Odyssey, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So this one, it's really cool. But I'm stuck on like the fourth room where there's this giant uh, Koopa, like like to make him big, and he comes out, and then it looks like a very complicated set of on and off that you need to get him to to go. And there's like um like the like escalator floor type shit mm-hmm. that's moving and conveyor i just conveyor belt conveyor belt yes and i can't figure out how to get the shell onto the thing to go to fall through the hole it's just that finally i'm just like and it has a 400 second timer because a lot of the puzzle based ones have like the, the longer time and i died like four times now letting the time go all the way out trying to figure out what to do in this one room and what's crazy is mm-hmm. it's mario one style so i must be missing something that's so blatantly obvious because yeah. it's only i think uh because they rate the levels on difficulty out of, I think, five. I think this is only a two or a three. And for some reason, I'm just missing the one thing I have to do. Um, and it's Mario 1 style, which means you can't um, pick hold items. You can't you know do anything. It's really just move and jump. And so it's just the physics of hitting the block above you. So I don't know what I'm messing up there. Um, another one I'm messing up or, or I haven't beat yet is uh, there's like one of the course objectives to, to beat the level is you need to push this stone like, it's a really heavy stone that uh-huh. if you're holding the stone, you, like, can't jump as high, and, like, you're, you're slower, and, like, just kind of messes you up. Um, it's
1: like encumbrance.
0: Yeah. And you need to get the the stone across, like, to the end of the level, and I just, like, can't figure out, like, certain parts of making the stone. Because this one, you've been doing the stone stuff throughout the all the challenges, so at this point, this is, like, the final gauntlet challenge of it's combining stone stuff with puzzle mechanics of opening doors and putting things on uh, springboards to like bounce them into stuff. And I'm just like at total loss. I don't even remember what the last one was.
1: How do you feel about walkthroughs? Oh, I, I have no shame with that stuff. Okay,
0: I, I'm gonna keep trying. Like on the plane tomorrow, I'm gonna give him a couple more shots and see if I have that aha moment. And if I don't, I'm like, ah, that's, that's probably see.
2: the most hell of a thing you could do, right? A step away the way you did. Mm. That's how it always is in games, right? When you get to yeah. a room, you don't know how the fuck. What am I supposed to do in this dungeon? You put it down after hours of trying, and the next day you pick it up, and it's like, oh, there. Clearly. So this
0: Koopa level that I keep talking about, I've come back to it three separate days and still had the same. Really? Right. Yeah. But I get it. It must be something so ridiculously simple. Um, I saw that Altano beat all 100 yeah. levels, so someone can do it.
1: If he can do it,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. he can do it. Um, so, but I've, I've been loving it, man. Like Some of the more challenging Nintendo-created levels are just brilliant. Uh, I thought that the story mode was so well done. Um, there, there's a lot of fun surprises, a lot of cute stuff that happens in the, the later half of it um, of different characters that you meet and just like the things that they, they do and say. I think the writing's funny enough. Well, what know, do you like, think,
2: for you personally, the legs on this are going to be?
0: I think that it has like crazy potential. Like when it first was revealed um, at the direct, I was just like, "You, you were texting me like, what do you think of the direct?" Because you didn't get to see it yet, yeah. and I was like, "This could just be one of my favorite games of all time. Like it just could last forever. It's unlimited Mario levels, sure. you know." And I feel like because it's on the Switch, it's going to have a much more dedicated fan base than the last one did. And I can see people like I can see the uh, Dan Records of the world not stopping because people are going to keep playing yeah and i think twitch is in a different place than it was a couple of years ago sure. where sure. i feel like that also gives it such a big boon and incentive for people to well that's the interesting thing about levels. it for,
2: for me right is like i don't find myself man i have to play this i'm dying to play it i really want to f- i'm enjoying Moonlighter and just continue to play on through that i'm excited to eventually get to it and do some mario great i'm more excited i think to watch what comes from this to watch people play to watch andy stream it and for us to do like Let's just do a stream where all we do is play, uh, you know, uh, best friend levels and stuff like that. Like yeah. see that part of it where I'm watching you guys do it. I know I know how much you love Mario. I obviously see Andy playing it all the time, and I know how much he, how much he loves it and how much he's loving this challenge of it right now. Like that's the entertainment value of the game. I think for me,
0: yeah. I love the the story mode. I feel it has such a good balance of levels in each of the different styles and jumping through each one. It's like as much as I hate the look of new Super Mario Bros., I love the um, physics and abilities that the the game has and like being able to wall jump. Totally changes how levels can be designed and the type of challenges they can add there compared to World, which I agree with Barrett. Like I like. The move set in that game the most overall, and the limitations that you have there. Um, playing Mario One levels is my least favorite. Like I don't, I don't like being so limited, and there's yeah. just something about the, the physics of it that like, I like mean the weight, the weight great. you feel, the, the, the weight jaunt, is just different, right? right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and Mario Three is interesting because I feel like there's not too many levels. It, like off the top of my head, there's probably It feels probably like,
1: like a sport is nostalgia led than anything. Like yeah. the yeah, the mechanics in that game are pretty subpar compared to what came later
0: i mean i i I would say it's a 10 out of 10 it's just compared to to world that's just like when it comes to maker and just the, the music and the style of everything i prefer the look of world no
1: don't get it twisted that game was great for what it was when it was but my point was that the mario franchise has evolved so substantially in the decades to follow that when you put them all together on the same platform I just don't think the mechanics of those some of those older games really stack up next to the mechanics of the newer games.
0: I think just one is true there. Three, I think, does. But uh, I ask people for questions. Thomas Adam Burton Roden says, "What level creator worlds do you want to add to Mario Maker as DLC?" I would love to see Mario Two like done in the same way that Mario Three D World was done in this game, where it is its own separate style thing where you it's not compatible with everything because it needs to be a different type of you game. You want
1: Peach to have her time. And
0: I love Peach, too, man. Yeah. Got, I love that little hover. Let's go. Um, the biggest thing I'd want is a world creator. Like, I wish that they'd allow people to kind of make games, and I, I wonder why well, they Oh, like didn't... have your
2: own overworld map and link all your levels together? Yeah,
0: and even if it's not overworld map, because I get that that, like... I am a little bit surprised they didn't add that to Mario Maker 2.
2: I mean, you can make it really basic, right, and just link them together. Yeah. Little Big Planet added that for Little Big Planet, two. but
0: even if it was just like level after level after level. Like, make the system of like, okay, world one to 4. Like, being able to make like a playlist of like, here's a game that has a steady um, growth and challenge or whatever. I just don't know why they they wouldn't add that functionality. Like, there must be some reason. And I don't DLC, the reason, man. Yeah, I mean, I hope. I hope that that's the case. I hope it's not like a Mario Maker Three type thing because I, I wanted this to be like the end all be all. This is
2: the, the version of this for Switch. My question for you is: somebody mm. who wants to, you know, think it could be your favorite game of all time, something you'll play indefinitely. How do you plan to find levels going forward? I mean, totally just asking around for people, yeah. and there's going to be websites and like
0: uh, of course archive like. Did lists they of have things. you looked
2: into it? Have they? evolve that system are you bookmarking creators you love are you getting notifications about creators? i haven't done
0: much of that yet i was trying yeah. to do that going into uh, rtx and honestly from what i've seen of using it like uh, it's a nightmare it is not okay. intuitive does not seem sounds easy like Nintendo to do. doing sounds online. Like that some sounds an,
1: yeah so. an online service from nintendo
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that's something that is very disappointing i feel like it should be a lot easier and uh people should be able to Upload things and share. You should be able to share a lot easier than uh, it is. It's, I, I saw someone tweeting about how this is one of the few Nintendo online games that doesn't really have functionality on, on the, the phone, on the phone, yeah, on yeah. the app. And it's like this is the one that should, uh, like, that would totally make things easier. Being able to like find cool ones and then save them for Brows down, uh, on download. on browse yeah. on the app, and yeah. So it's, it's pretty disappointing. There.
1: makes too much sense, though, Tim. Exactly.
0: It does. It does, and that's that's the biggest problem. But again, I I think that this game is is worth it just for the Nintendo created levels alone because they're so so good. How many hours so well have you put
2: into those hundred levels? Uh, I don't I don't I have no idea. But okay. more than eight?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would, mm. Maybe not more than eight, maybe, maybe like like six okay overall. But like going back and like, there was a bunch that I replayed just because I liked them so much. And like being such a, a, a fan of Mario games to the point that like I know differences between like little things, I love seeing enemies that were never in the other designs. Mm-hmm. And like hearing music that was never, like there was no airship theme in the original Super Mario Brothers. So hearing them do an airship theme that sounds in the style of Mario 1, but it's a brand new composition. It's like that type of stuff is really cool to me. There's like so many Easter eggs in this game of random things where it's like effects will come up and it's like N64 and then it's like the slide theme song from Mario 64. Or you can add the galaxy music and then it changes the gravity of the level. Uh, And things like that are just like really cool. And it's like, I feel like I'm constantly surprised by the game. There's always just something that I'm like, I'm never going to get to the end of everything this game has to offer. Um, So really cool stuff. Um, The next game I want to talk about that I haven't been able to yet on the show is Crash Team Racing. Oh, yeah, right. Wow. Finally, it's out. It's amazing. People are loving it. The UK especially is buying it up. As usual. Uh, They love love that Crash stuff. Dude, no, I'm so impressed with what they did with this game. It is is a fantastic remaster. It feels perfect. Um, It is content filled. So they took original PlayStation game and and put it out here with all the original tracks. But then they also remastered all the tracks from Crash Nitro Kart, which was a a PS2 game not made by Naughty Dog. The original, made by Naughty Dog. And um, I I remember really disliking Crash Nitro Kart. Uh, It just didn't feel right. It was way too slow. Um, CTR, the original, like one of the things people liked most about it was that it was fast compared to Mario Kart and Diddy Kong Racing at the time. And for Nitro Kart to come out kind of feel slower, the, the levels didn't seem like well designed or inspired at least. Um, this, they all the remastered levels for Nitro Kart, they changed the size, they made it feel good for CTR. They okay. adapted things for the speed, they adapted things for the drift mechanics and everything. And it's like playing through these levels, it feels like playing through a bunch of levels that I'm not intimately familiar with for the first time. So it kind of feels like a whole new Crash Team Racing game to me. Um, so that stuff's fantastic you click you have a question for me
1: no I was just looking at the Metacritic and it, What's the standard? is it a very respectable 84 it's
0: insane yeah you know but again well deserved um not a perfect game criticisms I have I cannot believe the loading times um, really? I'm playing on, I'm playing on switch okay but I loaded it yeah up. the
1: switch score to be clear is 80 versus this is the ps4 score is 84 um so that must be factoring in for some other people as well I would played be on my play, guess I
0: played on PlayStation 4 as well and same problem yeah to the oh no it's bad on both to the same extent i would say Mm, like i'm seeing very similar things and it's not just the length of the loading it's the amount of times it happens anytime you're loading up uh, a new map or a course it you get this loading screen that's like 40 seconds honestly painfully long think about that think about doing a grand prix where that's four courses back to back to back yeah, that's yeah. 40 seconds in between each mm. three minutes of racing sure you know yeah, yeah. and uh, it starts to add up and it really it really sucks it doesn't incentivize you to want to like play modes that have you switching between courses that often yeah. um, once you load a level once restarting that and getting back into the same level is not bad um, which is gonna happen a lot because let me tell you this game is tough as nails it is completely unforgiving and it is a real skill based kart racer. There's no rubber banding bullshit of items like Mario Kart has. This is not a Do you party think
1: it's bullshit. I mean this rubber banding it makes it a
0: different type of game. It makes it a uh that that is a fun party kart racer. This is not a fun party kart racer. Okay. I love Mario this Kart. This is a skilled mm-hmm. mar- This is a skilled kart racer. This is this is not the game that it looks like. Like this is a real skilled skill based um racing game where the items are you're not going to get better items cuz you're behind and, or anything you get better items when you collect all the the wamper fruits or essentially coins when you get 10 of the the coins quote unquote, you uh, get nitro boosted versions of the weapons okay. and it's very strategic of, of how you can use them and, and when or whatever. Um, there's very few items that like fuck over everybody or fuck over first place. there are a couple of them, but I feel like it's fairly balanced uh, in terms of everybody that's in the race gets affected. do you like that more well. or is it just different? Oh, it's very much just different. I mean, I love Mario Kart, but like Crash Team Racing has always been my favorite. And replaying this, I'm just like, that still stands. Yeah. Like, I think that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is undeniably a more complete, well rounded game, but that's because it was a new game made in. 2013 at this point, right? Yeah. Just things were just different then. Um, I feel like the gravity and the the way that the the graphical presentation of that game is just on such a high Nintendo polished level that this, even though it looks great and uh, everything I was saying about them changing the nitro cart levels, uh, makes it feel new and fresh. It's still based on old stuff.
1: Do you think that, or maybe I should rephrase this question differently. What do you think is the balance between your love for Crash Bandicoot and it being a skill based, you know, good feeling cart racer. What's the balance of that contributing to your love of this game or your, you know, opinion of, you know, your feeling of having a good time playing this game?
0: Let me put it this way. My love for Crash Bandicoot actually stems from this game. Like I I loved the Crash like platformer games, but Crash Team Racing was the one I'm like, Oh my god, this is it's amazing. This is an amazing video game. And so that still stands now. The Crash Characters, the Crash World and all that stuff. I feel like honestly, a lot of the charm of Crash Bandicoot was ripped from this um a lot there's like a lot of animations that aren't in this game anymore a lot of things that like maybe don't hold up politically uh in this climate um anymore but like i feel like a lot of what the, the hell
2: is in crash team what is what's in i don't
0: know i'm not you, you guys can look for yourself really yeah is but, it is it like
2: being me well you're just a woman just like there's scantly, no way you'll beat me in this
0: race scantily clad like uh, uh okay like
2: like just Deviant. Remember,
0: like cruising USA, yeah. where it's like it ends and just where there's girls, girls in bikinis. And bikinis at the
1: end, like yeah, waving like his legs. The and bikini
0: bandicoots yeah. are gone, gotcha. and it's okay. stuff like that. Which, like, does that make this a lesser game? Not at all. Yeah. Like who oh. gives? Who gives a shit? But it's like there's so, there was that nineties like eh, shit extreme that, that, uh, gotcha. that like
1: frosted tips. I'm a cool gamer, bro. Exactly, kind of vibe. Exactly,
0: Whereas this is way more cartoony. Okay, you know. I gotcha. And. um... So I feel like some of just like the that's gone. It also, it's like it's not like Crash has this ensemble of characters that are beloved. Well, he's got
2: him. He's got the female Mandicoot. He's got Diddy Kong. He's got the mask. Exactly.
1: Um. So you're <laughs> saying that if this was Sonic, for example, the, you mm-hmm. know, Sonic Team Racing, um, is a is a clear competitor to this that you would feel the same way if the mechanics were identical if, it, if the skin was just different
0: yeah like take crash out of this compl- like crash has nothing to do with my love for this game like that's the thing is like it, it doesn't. this is your
2: gateway to crash this
0: i, I mean i was I already was in love with crash before this but it's Ooh, just like see,
1: it's hard to say then no but i mean see, like this, this, going this going game is going back forth,
0: good. ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. i just might I'll be a small like, town game lawyer crash <laughs> doesn't add to this game the okay. crash aesthetic does not add to this game. Like sure. the crash music, not, there's nothing about this game that is special because of the Crash Bandicoot IP. Like okay. it's because of the the gameplay and how good it feels. And once you get your hands on under your head wrapped around the boost mechanic, it's just so satisfying. And it's like I can understand people that come from Mario Kart playing this and be like i hate this this is this, this does not feel as good as mario kart it's like you're just trying to play the same game and it's not that
2: i saw so, uh, yeah i for some i mean i have like literally one race in me of this where it was like you, you got me the code you talked it up you've t- i've never played crash team racing before you know that i love kart and i've been obsessed with kart since uh sophomore year of college with uh double dash right and so uh jumping into this it was first off number one i they dropped into that overworld yeah. and I was like oh my god it's like that bear kart racing game we played remember when we yeah, did yeah, that thing yeah. and they were Bears like we're ins- they were like we're inspired by Crash but I don't know what that means is not having ever played Crash yeah. Then jumping in I was like oh my god I hate this as much as I hate it in the bear kart racer <laughs> found the race jumped into the race and yeah then it was just like what am I de- uh, you know what I don't feel like learning a new kart racer closed and went and played something else yeah you made a mistake no, a great no, game. and I
0: feel like to answer your question really it's like look the Metacritic scores like the review scores are speaking for people don't like Crash <laughs> so it's like the fact that this game is being reviewed well it's like There is a good game there, Mm -hmm. in spite of Crash Bandicoot.
2: (laughs) To be clear, I wasn't writing it off. I I do, yeah. I should learn it and do all these different things. It was just the thing of I was on a flight and I was like, I don't feel like learning a new game right now.
0: And again, going back to it, like it's a difficult game and it's unrelentless in its difficulty of um, the the story mode, even right. So the adventure mode um, that you're talking about, where you're in this hub world, it's like that's something that sets it apart from Mario Kart, where it's like there's they tried to build a a world where you're doing stuff that's not just going from race to race. Like there's a bunch of like you. do like battle mode style things in the adventure yeah. mode. You do like there's cutscenes and there's, there's boss fights and stuff. And those boss fights do have rubber banding to the point which is you versus the enemy. And it's like, but that's the point of it is they're always going to be in front of you, dropping uh, their signature weapon at you. And it's like you just need to play the game differently. And I just had such a great time with it. But you are gonna lose. Like you're you're not gonna get. You need to get first to move on to the next if you're not first level. you're last and this game proves that um, but even playing on normal i started on hard cuz i was like i know this shit and i was getting my ass kicked i went down to normal still getting my ass kicked and i'm like oh, okay let's go you rose to the challenge i did yeah. and uh, it took me a while i've been playing so much mario kart 8 on switch over the years that like i'm used to the way that that game's drift mechanics yeah. work and for this one i had it took me about an hour or so to like reacclimate and be like oh i'm getting back into the the, the of of this like the idea of crash team racing with the drifting is you have your little speedometer thing at the bottom and it, it goes from red to eventually or from green to eventually hit the red. Once it hits the red, so when you start drifting, same as Mario Kart, you jump and it starts to drift, that thing starts going. Once it hits the end of it, you need to hit the other shoulder button to be able to boost while holding the one while shoulder. holding the yeah. other one. So it's so like you're kind of
1: So it's setting you up for claw hand.
0: You're, you're no, it's shoulder buttons.
1: But you you're still holding the gas then, or is the gas on the trigger?
0: You can change it however you want. Okay. So I changed my controls so uh, that the the R2 is accelerate and then X would be jump and then L1 would be mm, gotcha. the, the boost or whatever. Um, another criticism I have is there's only two control schemes and neither one of them is how I want to play. Mm. Um, but I wrap my head around it and I could live with it. But I just hate when video games just don't let you just do whatever you want. Yeah. Seems like then a super fixable
1: thing in 2019.
0: I hope. I really hope um but the drift mechanic is you essentially are just alternating between the the drifts and you can drift anywhere it's like you don't need this like giant curve to be able to do it but if you mess it up you like over um blow it and then you kind of get like slow again you have to overblowing it it being that
2: you let it go too far with
0: into the red into the yeah into the red and and then you get all messed up and you lose your your turbos but you can link the turbos up to three times and go and like if you watch people like speedrun this game, it's unlike anything you'll ever see in Mario Kart. It's just the entire level they're going and just turbo boosting through it. And it's the, the shortcuts in this are so much better set up than, than Mario Kart, where it's like you really need to hit this stuff with a perfect level of skill of knowing exactly where you're going for it to, to work. And I just love it, man. I recommend it to everybody to give it a shot and to push through it because it is very difficult and you need to just teach yourself. Uh, a new style of kart racer that's not Mario Kart that's not going to kind of baby you through yeah. the experience and i think it's super rewarding at the end of the day but the the load times are obnoxious and absolutely unacceptable um but otherwise it is a fantastic game
2: interesting sounds like it's got some modnation racers loading problems it does yeah. it does and so that's a big problem i have with the game is that
1: oh i thought we were done
0: i wish it was uh, exclusive Let it be. To one platform, yeah. so it's like optimized. Yeah, I feel like it would. All these problems would be gone. But just like that's the magic of Mario Kart with Nintendo. Yeah, like they they have a polish that they're gonna hit. You know, if this. I don't was, know.
1: I'm gonna not let them off the hook for this. Activision finance. No, I'm not either. Activision finance this. You know who has a lot of money? Activision. Activision.
0: It just that stuff makes this feel like a lesser than game. It really makes it feel like, like oh, it's a Crash Bandicoot game as opposed to like holy shit, this is the definitive kart racer. Like, I could never say that this is better than Mario Kart 8. Yeah. I like it more. But it's not better than because of things like that.
1: Hopefully, they will look at feedback from their community. And it seems to me like loading is something they could potentially fix down the road with mm-hmm. a patch or what have you. Optimize it. But you only get to launch your game once.
0: Yep. And a- another shout out to them in a positive way, though. The DLC plans ridiculous. There's so much stuff and it's all free. And they're just Given a lot to so like on a DLC drop plan, I'm like very spirals coming. Let's go. Have baby. they
2: made any statement about the load times? Like they are going to try to pass not them Because if saw. they have that kind of roadmap and they're still mm. working on the game, I, I, I want to put that. it past them. Did not mm. see that.
0: Mm. Um, where are we with this? Give me one second. Oh, uh, you can have all the time you want in the Thank world. big guy. I appreciate that. I can really, cover really it while you do. Hey, everybody, really this is the kind of
2: funny games, games cast. I'm Greg. That's Andrea. That's Tim. Mm-hmm. Andrea, we like your glasses. We've hey, thanks.
1: They're new. Yeah, yeah we just yeah. got them.
2: Ooh,
0: a little Ariana Grande there. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about our sponsors real quick. This episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast is brought to you by Bespoke Post. Kevin, this one is definitely for you. When you're constantly on the go, grinding away at the office or hanging out with friends, all things that you do quite frequently, there's not much time to think about upgrading your style or apartment. That's why the box of awesome from Bespoke Post is. Very cool, each and every month. Uh, These guys are out scouting for quality and unique products to send in each box, and now you can experience it, too, at boxofawesome.com. Kev, can you bring this up real quick? Look at this. It's a whole assortment of things that that scream Kevin Coelho Dude,
3: that bag's awesome, too.
0: Yeah. See, I, recently I needed a little one of those toiletry bags. They have a fun name. I don't, I don't remember what they're called, um, but this is a, a perfect way to get it here. To get started, you can visit boxofawesome.com and answer a few short questions that will help them get a feel for the boxes that'll best go with your style. Um, whether you're in search for the perfect drink, a well-kept pad, or jet-setting in style, Bespoke Post improves your life one box at a time. Each box goes for under $50, but has more than $70 worth of unique gear waiting for you, and it's all really Cool stuff here. Very us, very, very San Francisco, if you will. You know what I mean? Uh, From barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars, weekender bags to classy DOP kits. That's the word I was looking for. DOP kit. Right there. Uh, Bespoke Post offers essential goods and guidance for the modern man. To receive 20% off your first subscription box, go to boxofawesome.com and enter code KINDA at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code KINDA for 20% off your first box. Bespoke Post, theme boxes for guys that give a damn. And next up, shout out to him. You've heard us talk about him a million times. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35 and once you notice thinning hair it could be too late. It's a good thing that Andy and Nick both realized and they've been doing this for a very long time. The best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. It's time to get a handle on those precious locks. Uh, there's no snake oil pills or gas station supplements no prescription solutions backed by science. That's what we're talking about here. There's no more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy hours. Uh, forums connects you to Real Doctors Online, which could save you hours. It's completely confidential and discreet. Super easy. You just answer a couple quick questions, just like Andy and Nick have done. Then they get the gummies they're always talking about. They get the shampoo. They get whatever they need from HIMS. You can get started with the HIMS Complete Hair Kit for just $5 $5 today, right now, while supplies last and subject to doctor's approval. You can see website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy somewhere else. Go to 4 slash kinda. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash kinda. dot himscom slash kinda. And now that we're back from that, we're going to do some listener
2: questions. Listen requests, all that stuff. Where do I want to start? They returned last week in force, and then people were so happy that we brought them back. We wanted to bring back even more, Tim.
1: It works out because we haven't really played too much.
2: Yeah, if you're, if you're, we're recording what two days in advance from where we normally do. So there's a little, and I've just been obsessed with Moonlighter, so I can't play anything else. Into the second dungeon, though, Tim. Just putting that out there for you. And I'm taking my time with it. Milking it, if you will. Yeah, I can go fight the next, you know, the level three boss or whatever. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep getting stuff, keep upgrading it. the shop, making the shop better. I know I got all these motherfuckers in there trying to steal from me. Mm-hmm. Not on my watch, buddy. I'm nah. dodge rolling right into them and stopping them. Mm-hmm. Andrew's getting ready to pop out and scare people.
1: I just had to like needed to get closer, and I had to I adjust the you. feet. No, I had to adjust the feet because the one foot was out too far, uh. far, and you couldn't push anyway. Christopher
0: Laidlaw says what feature is going to be the big push for the next generation of hardware streaming instant loads something else
1: What is quick can you read it one more time
0: what feature is going to be the big push for next gen
1: I mean obviously streaming for sure and that's all we keep talking about is game streaming cloud saves
2: Here's my question stick with me okay what is or was the big feature of this gen And then what I want to compare it to is was that what we were thinking was going to be the first thing right Xbox One, it was all about we're connect. We're gonna talk to it. We're gonna do this thing. Uh, integration of TV in this, right? PlayStation at, at launch was maybe they talked about Gaikai, which was streaming stuff. They the touchpad, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the touchpad and Gaikai were the big things. Voxels you all these voxels from the sky. That's a lot of voxels.
1: I think like digital downloads were the biggest yeah. thing of this generation. When you think back to the launch of Xbox One and PS4, versus what really defined PS3 and Xbox 360, um, which was HD. Yeah, like transitioning from like that generation was the transition from SD to HD. This generation also was the transition from HD to four K with the later iterations of the consoles, but really, I think like the digital marketplace exploded in this generation. Yeah, in a really impressive
2: way. I would lean digital too, but rather than just the marketplace, I would talk about games as service, right? Like, and I granted that's not a feature of, but it's a, it's a. It's it's not a feature of the consoles, but it is a byproduct of the connectivity and being online and what the network functions of it were. Right? Like yeah. and I don't think it's one you can predict. That's why when I, I, I you know whenever we get a question that is, where do you see games in five, ten, fifteen, fifty years? Like. Who the hell knows? This, it, I feel like we, it doesn't change on exactly a dime, but it is that whatever the plan is right now, it will not be the plan in three years. Yeah. And that's I, I, I love this question looking back at what it is now, because right now, yeah, you jump to, it's going to be streaming, right? It's got to yeah. be. That's what it seems like everybody's trying to figure. And then the load times,
0: I mean, like it's there's a reason that both Xbox and PlayStation have talked about the load times and how fast everything's going to be and the focus on that. To talk shit on Crash Team Racing. Uh, oh, God. that'd be, Throw shade. Uh, that's, that's what, what they're trying, doing. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> uh, they, I feel like the load times are going to be significantly better, but like that's only a selling point at f- for a small group of
2: people, I think. Hey man, PlayStation 5, that's what they're saying. They're only targeting the hardcore gamer. I don't, yeah. I
1: don't I think so. I think you're underestimating people's attention span in a modern era. I even think back a couple of years ago, uh, our patiences have gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. Like we're in this constant stimulated in a society where we want something and we want it immediately. And we get mad when our phones don't boot up and when the apps don't load right away or when you start up your computer and you have to wait You know, imagine having to wait 30 seconds for your computer to load up. It feels like it's a thing of the past. And so I think you're maybe underselling how important that much quicker loading time for the new consoles is going to be for consumers at large.
0: What I'm saying is I totally agree. I feel like that's it's going to happen. Like we're going to get those super fast loading times. Oh, absolutely. I don't don't think there's an easy way to sell that to the consumers, though, because I feel like that's an experience that you need to see for yourself. Mm -hmm. And once you see it, you don't notice it as a good thing. You only notice when things are bad. It's like video editing where it's like you don't notice when something's wrong or good. You only notice when something's bad. You know what I mean?
1: Sure. But I think demonstrating the loading, the improved loading times over the old hardware, is a very easy thing to do, both in a virtual setting and in a brick and mortar retail store. I like to have them side by side and go look at. Let's boot up the PlayStation 4 and then let's boot up the PlayStation 5 right next to each other and see just how what the difference is. Right. Yeah,
0: I just think that speaks to a, a, a much slimmer part of the pie than look at this SD game. Look at this HD game.
1: But you there's know? no games in SD anymore. Yeah.
0: In the same way that the games are going to load faster. I, yeah. Wait, are
1: we on the same side here? I feel like we're talking about we're the same We're on the same thing.
0: side. I'm just saying that I don't, like, I don't think that them having that being the big push is going to be what ends up being the big talk. Uh, like oh, it's not what's no, we're on the same page the there. For sure.
1: I don't think it's going to be the big thing. I think it's cloud streaming. It's definitely going to be the talking point of the next generation.
2: Yeah. But what if it doesn't work? It's not
0: gonna work. It's right? gonna Spoilers. work, it's but I mean,
2: 100. It'll
1: work eventually. I bet you it'll work like year three of the next generation. It'll yeah. be solid. In and the
0: same so way so that, at that the games are servicing it's, online this time did
2: exactly. <laughs> I feel like that'll be the interesting thing about it, though, if that ends up being the conversation of the generation or the the feature If it if they launch and they are such a work in progress that it's not exciting and it's just something that they can do, and everybody starts talking about whatever it is, whether it be even better connectivity, whether it be uh, better loads, whether it is just it's. Gaming on steroids, right? It's your PlayStation 4 on steroids now. It's so much faster. It's so much better. That's great. If it's just the fidelity of the games and the quality of the games while they try to spin up both Xbox, uh, well, not both. Everyone spins up Stadia, Xbox, uh, you know, Gaikai, PlayStation Now, all that jazz. It's going to be interesting to see if that can, if it it takes three years, if it's still the biggest thing of this generation or if something's coming to usurp it and make it better.
0: My answer to this to get away from the streaming and the load times is I think Next Gen is going to be about exclusives. I think yeah. it's going to go back to an older style of games where it's like the exclusives really were the thing that made people choose one console over the other in terms of the way that they're marketing, the way that they're presenting things. we got Spider-Man here right, on PlayStation. It's like this generation, it's like that's what slowly has been ramping up. We've been talking about this a lot where PS4's early years didn't have the bangers after bangers that they do in their last couple years. Yeah. And I think that we're now seeing the small little kind of gap where we're not getting as many PS4 exclusives back to back. But I think that they're being worked on for the launch for five.
1: Mm. I don't know, I guess I just disagree with you. I think to me the launch of PS4 is so definitively the launch of Bloodborne and how that game as a PlayStation, as a PlayStation 4 exclusive helped that, helped solidify PlayStation's lead in the new generation of cycles like really definitively that one game i think was so pivotal Piv- pivotal for sony being ahead of xbox in this generation and I, I look at xbox's launch and i think rise and how much of a flop that game was despite the, the fact that it was, wasn't at
0: launch though but
1: it, i mean it was spring 2014 which is in the launch window of a holiday 2013 launch right so that's considered launch window and I just th- think that out I the wouldn't ga- do that. I mean it, it is <laughs> I, was, I was
2: grinning I remember when Nintendo was trying to convince us to launch when it was like 18 months. Like shut the fuck up. 18 yeah. months <laughs> is a
1: stretch. Six months is not a stretch for a launch for a new piece of hardware.
0: I, th- I think it's different though than a launch. Like it, it's very definitive. You mean it needed different. to
1: be like in the box? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I think the day one is what your launch titles. Launch window is like whatever, but even then, like no, I, I don't I, know what point we're you're just making. we're
1: not in that era anymore. Even with even within the previous generation, like I just don't. Maybe we just are going to have a fundamental disagreement about what a launch title technically means. Um, but I just think that exclusives have always remained core to the success or failure of a system, and that's not changing with the next generation. It might be more What I'm thinking is I think it is going to be the
0: most important next generation. I think that is going to be the the real defining thing of what makes Xbox or PlayStation the more important one. I think that we've got a taste of it this generation. And I think that what I'm saying is we're going to get a uh, punch of it right out the get-go with the PS5.
2: See, I think another uh, way to frame the argument and what I would think it's going to come down to is more that the feet... And Xbox One with Halo. The feature of this next generation, right, that's going to matter the most is going to be value, and that can be exclusives, but I think it's also programs, and I mm-hmm. think it is Xbox Game Pass, and I think it is whatever they do with PlayStation Now, and it is PlayStation Now teaming up with Plus or you know games with Go- or uh, Xbox Gold being teamed up with, as it already is, I know Ultimate Game Pass and all that jazz. But really, I I, I don't know if it it'll be exclusives are winning the day as much as services and I, again a real return to ecosystem where i feel like and granted i'm on the of uh, the quote-unquote winning side this time around right being a playstation guy having covered playstation through ps3 seeing it be such a success with playstation 4 i remember when it was ps3 xbox 360 and there was this hardcore ardent not beaten down xbox fan base similar to how playstation 3 at the time fan bases were beaten down in like this like i know it's the thing about trading but i feel like if Xbox has a lot to cheer about Xbox fans have a lot to cheer about suddenly it becomes then well I want to go not only where my friends are but where my money and is being valued most the Ecosystem and audience that represents my values the most and if you know Phil Spencer and team Are continuing to put gamers first and say they're putting gamers first and be the cool people now with cool Exclusives and a cool machine and a cool $10 program that gets you everything. I think that could go a long way to Turning the tides in a way of like, cool, yeah, I still have my PlayStation 5 for whatever Kojima's gonna do next, whatever Naughty Dog does next, yeah. but I'm back in the camp of feeling like I'm an Xbox person.
1: But what about your trophies, Greg?
2: Well, I mean, hey, if Stadia works, fuck it all, burn it all to the yeah, ground, you know off. what I mean?
0: Real quick, I, I thought that there was something wrong here. Bloodborne came out the next year, 2015. Are you sure? Yeah. See, my I, I, March 24th, 2015, and the PS3 came out in November 2013.
2: When mm. we rolled on, I, I always remember it as this, where Bloodborne was the first exclusive that mattered. Because Infamous was the one before that. And, and Second Son, it was like, mm. all right, cool, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah, that yeah, was And yeah. Kills on Shadowfall or whatever, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah Kills on exactly. Shadowfall was launched, corrected. right, yeah. Mm. But I, remember, I, I, I knew where you were coming from in the way that Bloodborne was the first one well, By the
1: 18-month mark that I'm still in the launch in the window. window. window, window
2: Reggie! <laughs> no one's listening to you! No, it was the thing that Bloodborne was the first exclusive I remember that turned heads, but I, I don't think it, like- Put it on the mark is or put it on the map as much as things that would come later or whatever. Yeah,
0: I'm talking about the clip of release uh, that we saw starting with I would say Horizon. Well, that,
2: and that's what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Well, Horizon Bloodborne wasn't was the until first.
1: 2017 though.
2: That's my point. Is, is that they, I think that, that they, that they earlier too this long to get generation, generation, we're going to get into the Horizon. Boom, 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 four. boom, boom. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. and
0: go. that's going to define things. And I think that Xbox launching with a Halo title is already showing that we're going. that Do you course. think
2: they're going to have an, the Xbox going to have something to follow it up though right away? Or is it going to be Halo launches and then it is? And I mean, not only does Halo launch, Halo launches and is kills on Shadowfall, and then we have eighteen months till we get to the next exclusive. That really
0: That'll be the downfall of Xbox if they do. Like yeah. we need to see Halo Infinite launch with the Xbox and then exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. What are you first party titles? What are they doing? They need to be like games is a, a Xbox Game Pass and stuff. That's all cute and stuff, but if people don't have games they want to play, they're not going to well, transition I, over. I think
1: we've seen though that Microsoft is addressing that right with their deep bench of studios that they've acquired over the last 24 months. They are preparing themselves for follow-ups beyond Halo Infinite because we know that those games aren't going to be ready for launch of 2020. We have to assume that's when it's coming, right? So they announced that, right? Yeah, yeah, fall. Fall 2020. And so you think spring 2021 is maybe when we'll see something from one of their new studios, fall 2021. But really, I would say spring and fall 2022 is when... Their new studios will really start producing exclusives. I feel like
0: bare minimum for them to be a success, they're going to need to hit Halo and Fall, and then have a spring and a fall for 2021, and then uh, 2022 they need three.
1: I think and then it that needs to be
0: at three. A I year. think
1: you're overestimating how important the exclusives are for PlayStation and for Sony because they have built their businesses on their partnerships. I think it's very clear, definitively, that the PlayStation 4 was as successful as it was worldwide because of their third-party partnerships, not because of their exclusives.
0: I think that the third-party partnerships And the, the sales were numbers as, back that up. I think the third-party games were as successful as they were because the first-party games were so good. So it's a chicken-and-the-egg situation. Yeah, but I think that people bought the PlayStation instead of the Xbox, not for the third-party games, but because of the first-party ones. And then because of that, that's where they bought the third-party games. Like Xbox lost them because they didn't have the first-party titles that they did the last generation. You're not wrong. Yeah. So interesting stuff.
2: Awesome messaging. <sighs> yeah. Just that PlayStation was so much better at messaging. Yeah. In terms of this it's is where we games. are. about games. Very Question true. Question before we move on and talking mm-hmm. about next generation and Xbox in particular. Uh, do you think that, and stick with me, I'm not really, I'm not doing the, the Greg throwing shade as a joke. Do you think that in the same way Wii U was under adopted and then the games were thus underplayed? and then could be repackaged and to put out there. Do you think for Xbox two, whatever they call it, there's legs to, Hey everybody, the big thing we're putting out for you, you know, wanting exclusive in three or six months after halo, right? Is sea of thieves, definitive edition. We've done all this crazy shit. It's you, you thought it was content. Barrett launch. Look at all this shit. Look at all this. crazy. There's some crazy visual upgrade. There's that in the other, because the, fact that and then granted again the bench is not is is shallow right now in terms of what they are but like it had a big presence at E3 at the Xbox thing and looking over people's shoulders was like oh man I really do need to play that and the rare guys talked came over and talked to us about it. like hey we know we're big kind of funny fans we'd love for you guys to give it a shot it's so much different i could see that i could see state of decay which of course i jumped back into at E3 when they launched the new content of like hey not definitive editions, not repackaging, not even reselling them, but like making a bigger deal about them, and maybe reselling them. I guess if you've never touched them or you don't have Game Pass,
0: I think it's different, and I think that that can't be the case yeah. because of Game Pass. Yeah, like because that those games already got their second chance and sure. are continuing to in the be. Promoted like constantly as get game pass so you can get all these right Whereas the Wii U games was kind of just like oh they came out got great reviews And that was another difference is they get great reviews on the Wii U and then now it's like Oh the, that game that like you always wanted to play or at least heard about like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze that everyone's like Oh, it's one of the best 2d platformers ever. It's like now I got a- to actually play it. Yeah, cuz yeah. I own the system <laughs> sure you know, was, with Sea of Thieves, I, just, I don't see that being the case. Or Crackdown 3. or I just wonder, Rise. yeah,
2: is, if, if it's enough of a new influx of audience to get people to care about those things and play those.
1: I don't think in a critical mass way. I think yeah. there absolutely will be people who are like, hey, I never tried State of Decay. Yeah. And no, I I Gate Pass, now I have Game Pass on this new Xbox. And I talk about it or stream it or whatever, and now it's included in my subscription, so why not try it out? It's that whole idea that Microsoft is doing a very good job of added value. Mm-hmm for a pretty slim lineup for Game Pass at launch. But now the Game Pass library is so much more robust and it's really hard to argue that it's not worth the $10 every month. No, no So, way. I mean, if you are at all curious, you know, jump in and try it out.
0: Jump in. Yeah. Um, William Brewer says, if you could take any existing IP video game, movie or book and give it a battle royale, what would oh, it be? Jesus.
2: God, I was excited for a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My answer is still Halo. I love the gunplay in Halo, and I feel like that would that'd be the only Battle Royale I'm competitive in at
2: all. Okay. I got you. I would want to do it differently. It's, I guess it's asymmetrical more than the Battle Royale, but it could be 100 people, right? Mm-hmm. So stick with me. Let's go. What Take I'd me on wanna, the ride. What, I, what I'm doing... As I'm walking in with uh, some multiplayer team that knows what they're doing, right? Okay. Or, or whatever. I'm just. Uh, I can flip a switch and uh, people who traditionally make single-player games are suddenly making multiplayer games. What I'm c- doing? Damn it! It's Kevin over there. What I'm doing? What? If Barrett would flip out for this. What I'm doing is, is Batverse 99, and it's one player plays as Batman. And the other 99 players play as the thugs in Arkham City or Arkham whatever. Interesting. And like before you get in you get to pick your loadout or depending maybe on where you start in the map you have guns you have whatever but like the idea is that the criminals are trying to take out Batman. Batman's trying to take out all the criminals right and so that it is this thing if Batman has the same moves we all know from uh, Batman Arkham City and everything else. Uh, and the ability then obviously to KO people way faster but the the villains themselves are having a shot at getting it down and actually Which taking them out.
1: Reminds me of a game.
2: I like that. Right? That's and, cool. And maybe it could even be that it's it's you're shrinking the circle there maybe you have to pull off crimes maybe you have to do whatever.
1: Is it like a Gotham City imposters vibe?
2: Sure, it's not a shooter though. It's not a first person shooter. Oh, you one okay. person is Batman with all the Batman gadgets and it's third person in my head. Yeah, third person in my head. And then everybody else is the all oh, the crooks running up on him. The thing I want to be able to do is I don't know how you slow down time. I guess your mo- the crooks movements are just slower in general and Batman gets to do all his crazy ninja skills and flip people around and stuff like that but it is one person is legitimately the rock steady Arkham Batman and everybody else the 99 people are there maybe and they don't have to all be in the area right Batman's got to be picking people off as they try to do whatever crimes they're doing I guess or whatever they're trying to do to further the plot yeah. and then eventually though you get it down as the, sh- the cone shrinks that suddenly Batman is surrounded by the 15 people still around and they're maybe still hiding from him or they're they are trying to all come out and fight him
1: I have two concepts The first mm, came to my mind first one imagine Mario Kart battle mode but a hundred people
0: okay. <laughs> chaos love it
1: chaos right it would be amazing protect your balloons at all costs that could be super fun yeah. and super silly and stupid but the one that I think could be really cool but would never happen is if they did a portal inspired battle royale where you can teleport with the portals around the map that would be amazing. It could make for some really activity. awesome like play of the game types of things. Yeah. clips and things like that. And you mm. think about like a streaming culture and people who tune in and like being having people set up these really crazy assassinations using the portal to sure, so, like yeah. surprise people. Could be really awesome even though portal isn't a violent game. <laughs>
2: well, it's similar to game. what uh, a splitgate, splitgate right area, where yeah. There's like the Halo 1 meets Portal. Yeah. So dope. Um Alex, well, hey, what's forward, here? Did you pick for, one? Did you what did you yeah. say? What did you say? I forgot right? uh, Halo Oh, he did lame. say Halo. That's just yeah. lame. That's a yeah. cop out. He says it all the pretty time. It's would easy, so yeah. good. They, they have, have they King King one. Forever. It's called
1: King of the Hill. I don't know if you ever played it. Yeah,
2: you Yeah. It's, it's
1: good.
0: But like, you know what I mean? There's a difference. <laughs> uh, what games do you think nail the balance of challenge and difficulty? Celeste.
1: Yeah. Poster child. Like yeah, number one. I really
0: feel like that is the, the shiny example of a game that is never. It's not frustrating. It's well designed.
1: I don't know. It was definitely frustrating. But I think the thing that's great about Celeste is that it constantly reminds you that it's okay to be frustrated Mm -hmm. and it's okay to die. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to take a break and come back. And I think it speaks to the larger narrative about uh, battling your inner demons and struggling with mental health or mental illness and depression that makes that balance of gameplay so exemplary because they tied it so artfully into the underlying narrative of the game and the mechanics were pixel perfect in that game gotta love it
2: i'm scrolling through my trophies here trying to find one of recent memory um because it's a good question that i thought it's going up. i guess i think i've talked about it before but doom right mm-hmm. where like when i didn't understand what doom was it was frustrating and then once i understood that i'm supposed to die and i'm supposed to learn i'm supposed to speed run it or understand how that combat flow that rhythm of combat once I wrap my head around it that way and play through it, I was like, "Oh right, this is the right thing." Of I don't go into a room and like, "How the fuck am I gonna do this? What am I gonna do here?" Right? Or there's too many things. It is just, okay. I'm not doing the right order. Yeah, I need to take out that guy, then get health, then get the armor, then do this thing, and move on that way.
0: Another one, perfect balance of challenge and difficulty, I would say, is uh, the early Guitar Hero games. Mm, yeah, know, like one, two, two and three specifically, where I feel like if you were playing on medium versus hard versus expert it's like there there was an actual skill necessary to to go up and i feel like the note charts were so perfect and well tuned to the understanding of are you going to play where it's just the first four or are we going to add that that fifth one to to really you know up the ante with stuff and sure. you did a great job
1: oh, guitar hero 3 it's One perfect. of the best games of all time. I
0: love that you go three because most people say two. People hate on three because it was never soft. Like, oh, sure. It's not, it's not Had the great guitar though. Best guitar. Remember the I Gibson?
1: Bought, yeah. yeah. It was bought,
2: bought it. Took the guitar. Put the game down and put in Rock Band. <laughs> like, I was like whatever. Oh, yeah, no, rock two.
0: Band two, right? Guitar Hero three was no. so perfect. perfect guitar
1: Hero three, and it pains rock me to say, please don't hate me, John and the rest of the team at Harmonix, but Guitar Hero three was superior to Rock Band two.
2: Oh, period. Was it Rock Band 2 or Rock Band 1? Am I screwing it up? I feel like I screwed it up. I mean,
1: Rock Band 1 was one that amazing. Talking, right. That I'm talking about. Right, Rock right. Band 2 was better than Rock Band 1. Guitar Hero 3 was the best of them all.
0: Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, facts. Mm-hmm. Bold. Bold. Let's see. Uh, Ethan Brandon says, when do you think we'll see Breath of the Wild 2? 2022? To, Maybe. Yeah, to play. 20- Maybe
1: 2023?
2: Hmm. I think it'll be earlier than that. You think it'll be 2021?
1: I'm sorry, what have we heard about uh, Metroid 4? <laughs> well,
2: that's different. Hey, man, that, we saw any footage di- at least of this one. Well, what's
0: that we, different we, about it? What's different about it is that we we heard that that is completely being scrapped and re- started from the beginning. And like, we're screwed. And that, that game's not coming mm-hmm. for a long time. And nothing of that game ever existed that we saw. This is based on an existing engine with an existing world, existing characters, art assets, and all that stuff. Uh, we I don't think saw, 2021's outrageous. I don't I think either. I, think. I can see them... I. Actually, I think it's 2021. Like yeah. I think 2020, uh, towards the end of the year, might be their goal. That's not going to happen. I can see March 2021 would be
1: mine. I'm thinking spring 2022. Okay. I think they target March, or excuse me, they target 2021, and then they delay to 2022.
0: God damn. <laughs> this isn't gonna be a good one. Private Corner says rank your most fuckable Super Mario sixty four bosses in order.
1: No, nope. but it, but it's hard like, pass. Hard pass. I, I also just
0: love how specific this is because the bosses in Mario. Okay, there's King Bob-omb. <laughs> there's Bowser. Isn't there a big penguin? There, there, there is. there's the penguin. If you want to consider it, big a penguin boss. number one. Big yeah, penguin number one, maybe. On, baby. Big penguin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That is so funny. Uh, Andrew Reynolds says, "What's a game you started and then stopped because you didn't enjoy, it but then tried again and loved it?" Monster Hunter Jeez. for me.
1: Mass Effect Two. Wow.
2: And went on to become my favorite game of all time. Wow. Oops. Rage
1: quit. True Wh- story. Where did
2: you stop? What happened?
1: Um, so it was in the very early part of the game. I remember I was tasked with playing the game because I was on a, a judging panel for a Game of the Year thing for Spike TV. And I hadn't played it yet. And I was like, oh, and I hadn't, hadn't played the original Mass Effect. And one of the guys at Mahalo, it was Jovenshire, actually, he was like, oh my god, I can't believe you haven't played Mass Effect 2 yet. And I was like, I don't know, I've been busy doing other stuff. And he's like, you got to play it. And so I picked it up, um, and um, it was... This, i don't know if it was um the immediate section after so you know you do go through the whole cutscene about you know shepard has been reborn in yeah. his body or whatever the hell, the elusive man did and then you have to like shoot all these droids in this first sequence um and i don't know if something was a something about like the cover-based shooting system it was stiff with the powers mm. i just could not get a grasp on And I just kept dying in that opening sequence. And I was like, this game is dumb. And I rage quit and then didn't come back. And then I came back and I was like, okay, I have to actually play this game now. I had a deadline for the shoot. And I was like, okay, I need to get through at least half of this game in order to be able to talk about it competently. And then I pushed myself through after watching a walkthrough on how to get through the very first level. And then after I crested that hill, it was like, like the heavens parted and the sun came down and the angels started singing and I was like, this game is fucking amazing. That's awesome. And then I fell in love and played it seven times.
2: Jesus. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a good answer to that. I'm sure I've said it on a podcast, but you know how I am. I just immediately forget everything I say. Doom yeah, I've yeah. come back to, right? Which I guess is that. But again, that's like my third Doom response there just because it's the most recent game. What I don't... <sighs> Somebody asked a good question too that got on the game's daily docket a couple weeks ago, or days ago, but I didn't put out because I didn't have an answer. It was just like, what's a game you were tasked to review and you weren't excited for it and you ended up loving it? And I'm like, I don't even have a great answer for that because I'm, of course, the guy who's on the RO shows where I'm like, oh man, I don't even I don't remember who reviewed that. And then people bring up my review of it. I'm like, oh yeah. fuck yeah, I guess I reviewed that. Like, I don't even know. Final
0: Fantasy X for me, which is my favorite Final Fantasy, my first Final Fantasy. But first getting into it, I was so excited for it to come out because like EGM was talking about like this is gonna be the showcase game for the PlayStation 2. Sure. First it was Gran Turismo 3, where it's like, you gotta, you gotta play Gran Turismo, right? It's gonna be this graphical like behemoth. I remember renting Grand Turismo and being like, I don't like this realistic stuff at all. But Final Fantasy 10, I'm like, everything about this seems really cool. Final Fantasy beloved franchise, I've never played, unfamiliar with it, let's go. I remember playing about an hour and a half of it and just being like, this is not for me oh my god this like I, i'm really upset that i don't like this game and then i, I came back to it maybe a month later and i'm like i was a fucking idiot Yeah, <laughs> so so damn good the other one would be zelda the legend of zelda one okay me, when me and kevin are growing up we got our garage sale haul of getting our nes in like 28 games That's and so it was just cool. like the greatest thing ever we could just First time it was like our first video game experiences, really. Yeah, and being able to just pop game after game, just like figure it out. I'll never forget playing Zelda, and of course, Zelda was the coolest of all of them because it was a gold, gold card. card. So, we're like, What the fuck's up with this? and putting it in, and we were just like, What the hell is this, this game? is gonna be awesome. It is, it was just so like, We're just it walking really around just the overworld, like, What the, the fuck's it. going on? Like, I don't like this. And we stopped, and <laughs> how silly I That's was.
1: still how I feel how about Zelda, I,
3: really. <laughs> Yeah,
1: even though I did go, I forced myself to get through the opening sequences of A Link Between Worlds, and it went on to be one of my favorite games on the 3DS, so I was really impressed. But Link Between Worlds and Breath of the Wild are the only two Zelda games I've ever finished.
2: Wow. I talked a lot of shit. This might be one, I guess. I talked a lot of shit about uh, Ocarina of Time when my friends were playing on CC4 because we would you know, that was like our the fun machine. We're in high school. We'd all go to Mike O'Brien's house or my house and play uh, all the WWF games at the time or WCW games at the time, right? And play cart and do all that jazz. Goldeneye. And, and I remember when uh, Zelda dropped them playing it and having to come over and wait for them to finish whatever they were doing to f- actually play the multiplayer games. like. This game's dumb. Is it Gandor for Ganondor? Fla, Just making fun. And it was. And finally, like long after Mike had beaten it, he just gave it to me with the strategy guide. He's like, "Dude, just play it. Like yeah. You just need to sit down and you need to play it." And I remember talking shit probably while, to myself while playing it, and then staying up to like two in the morning, never using the god, right, but playing through it. And the night of the night before, I was supposed to take my ACT. Like a terrible idea. Like I just played through and, and like you know, and I was obsessed with it from there on out. Hell yeah,
0: uh, Qualia freak. Wants to know, what are our Game of the Year so far, six months into the year?
1: Oh, interesting that you should ask, uh, because What's Good Games did our Game of the Year so far episode hey. this week. You can find that at youtube.com slash what's good games. Um, we actually polled our community to get some of their um, um, their thoughts and their opinions, because you know we always have gaps in games that we haven't played. But definitively, Game of the Year so far, without question, Resident Evil 2 Remake.
2: Me too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Mm.
1: So far, yeah, there are no other here. contenders.
2: Really? I mean, yeah, I agree. But
1: If we had to vote today, yeah. that game would win without question, in my mind.
2: It's a really good question. Because, yeah. yeah, the first thing that jumped to my mind is Division 2. But again, that's like a, a Greg game. That's my favorite game, probably, right? It's
1: yeah. probably my game of the year yeah, so far yeah, as well. Exactly, I really right. loved what, what Massive and, and from did with the Division 2. Um, Certainly in the top five. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. But you yeah, had to sit
2: here and be like objective about it and like how I would vote you know, with a list of games in front of me for like what is the definitive game and like, yeah, Resident Evil 2 yeah that's been uh, for, it's, it's one of the it's the normal thing with the early early games right where it's, it doesn't even feel like that was this year mm-hmm. it feels like it was forever ago end of
1: January though yeah
2: I feel like uh, Outer Wilds would be another one that. A yeah lot of Outer Wilds is definitely been a lot there. of people ballots again like we uh, talked about it last week and it's just the intro three times has not grabbed me but it seems like it's one of those games that I was like you have to play so I need to just push through similar to everything we just talked about
1: I think it's a nominated game I don't think it's a winning game
2: hmm what else is still, what do you think is on the about the rest of the year out to argue with it? But that's
1: easy. I mean, Borderlands Three is going to be on there for sure. Mm-hmm. I think Call of Duty: Modern Warfare has a chance at being sure. nominated this year. Sure. The Outer World is a huge contender for Game of the Year this year. Um,
0: There's the big question mark of Death Stranding. Yeah, it's ah. either going to be the Game of the Year or it, it's not. Right. Going to.
1: Is it? Well, you know, the thing that's interesting about you saying that is that I 100% agree with what you just said. But I think it's kind of in this potential Red Dead Redemption 2 pool where everyone is thinking it might be this really amazing piece of art, but it might not grab people the way people I mean, think but it the might. The thing there
0: is like, even though that was true for a lot of people, I still think Red Dead 2 was right up there with God of War in terms of nominations and going into any of the award shows. I don't think it was ever clear who was going to win. Mm-hmm. Like looking back on it now, it's like, oh, God of War won everything. And it's like, OK, well, cool. But like... At the moment, it was like Red Dead could get it. I remember the Game Awards; Red Dead won like everything until towards the end.
1: And then God of War like, kind of took over the rest of the the categories. Yeah. yeah.
0: So um, you think
1: you think Death Stranding goes toe to toe with Resident Evil Two?
0: I think it could. I, I think that Death Stranding has the potential to eclipse Resident Evil Two. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, think
1: Pokemon is in this race?
0: No. No, not this one. Uh, let me see. Like, I want to look up game release dates.
1: Oh, I have these written down. Let me pull them up. for you. What
0: is coming? What are the big happy hitters like? Because I feel like we didn't have much going into E3, and then E3 kind of laid out a ton of stuff that's coming. So, some big games else that are
1: coming in Gears of War 5. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, I think, is a big wild card here. Oh, it is, yeah. Because it could potentially be phenomenal. But that they just, you know, with uh, their showing at E3, but that what Respawn is doing is really incredible, especially if they lean into this idea of like a third person Metroidvania set in the Star Wars universe with really fantastic deep RPG progression based off of a combat system. Like if all of that comes together, it could be chef's yeah, kiss totally. amazing. Um especially set in Star Wars, but we it's a big its a big what-if. Doom Eternal, I think, is also a huge contender for Game of the Year. It's coming out in November. Um, some other games that came out earlier this year um, that may make some people's lives, Sekiro is a big one yeah. that people are talking yeah. about as a contender for Game of the Year. Uh, DMC 5, uh, Days Gone, Mario Maker 2, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Metro Exodus, Katana Zero, Kingdom Hearts 3, Far Cry New Dawn, and um, I also have on this as a potential um, Apex Legends, but I mean, they are kind of definitely going to be nominated in the online game in multiplayer categories Mm -hmm. and potentially in action or combat, but I think that there's just too many other contenders for them to actually make Game of the Year.
0: Playing Jedi Fallen Order impressed me so much more than just seeing the demo that they did and the trailer and stuff, so like I think that that does have a good chance of being a very at, at least nominated. I don't think it has the potential to win it, but I think nominated for sure yeah we got gears 5 coming i doubt it
1: if they bring if they bring the intensity from a narrative perspective that we saw in that narrative trailer that they released after the press conference which for the love of god i don't know why they didn't put that in the press conference it was cooler to have the
2: weird morphing head
1: um I think I think if they can really up the ante with their narrative storytelling and do some reinvention in the Gears third person shooter formula, it could be a contender, but they just have not shown enough of that game for me to believe that it's going to stand toe to toe with a Doom Eternal.
2: I mean, that's the problem is I think it, the fact that it, it is Gears again and like not reinventing the mm-hmm. wheel from what we've seen right it's not gonna have god of war it's not gonna have that kind of god of war yeah. momentum movement behind it that would actually change it i think outer i mean based on everything we listed here i think outer wild still is a really good shot mm-hmm. in turn because so many people talk about it right now just like it could be their game of games like they're so blown away by it
1: you mean the outer Worlds or not the outer, outer wilds. wilds
2: i think outer worlds we know what it is i, I don't think outer worlds will make uh, game of the year list short lists
1: i think you are 100 percent wrong you could not be more wrong
2: I think it's going to be awesome. It's one of my most anticipated games of the year, <laughs> but I don't think it's going to, like, catch people and blow them off course like that. Like, I think Outer recent. Wilds
0: is going to end up on, on lists. Worlds, I think, will be on some of the lesser lists. I don't think it has the You potential. think
1: Wilds has a better chance than Worlds? Correct. I think you both are crazy. I think you both are out of cool. your goddamn mind. Let's, let's pick
2: three sites right now. Okay. We can each pick one, and then that, that where, if you, uh, what's the argument, I guess? If Worlds or Wilds is on there,
1: is on the Game of the Year nominees list. Yeah, if I would go. It five. has to be if the Game five. of the Year category. Right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not oh, independent
1: no. of the year. Not action adventure of the year. RPG. It has to be, yeah, yeah. It has to be Game of the Year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dice Game Awards and IGN. Okay, I feel like those are the sure. That's fine. Most important. Okay. Ones. You we'll just look throw
1: it. the GDC awards away. Who needs them?
0: <laughs> it's
2: true. Dice
0: <laughs> is better. Damn. Better host. <laughs> <is better house. laughs> <laughs> Um oh medieval.
2: Nope. Yeah, sure. That's a lot of gonna Kevin Coelho's <laughs> game of the year.
0: <laughs> um yeah, looking at this list Luigi's Mansion three. Gotta hope. Um, yeah, that's it. Interesting stuff.
2: Interesting mm-hmm.
0: Stuff. Mm-hmm. well ladies and gentlemen this has been the kind of funny games cast thank you very much for joining us uh we are about to do the post show that's exclusive to patreon supporters so if you're one of those people hey stay tuned we're about to talk to you if you're not you're missing out be one of those people you're missing out you could be one of those people patreon.com slash kind of funny games love you